Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Groomed is the devastatingly powerful story of filmmaker Gwen DePaz as she returns to her hometown in search of answers about the man who sexually abused her as a child. To understand her ongoing traumas, Gwen travels to meet survivors, psychologists, and even a convicted sex offender. The film is called Groomed, and it will be premiering on the Discovery Network uh, on March 18th. It's a powerful film. And uh, this whole area of sexual abuse, sexual assault is something that continues to be a huge problem. And I'm so glad that Gwen DePaz has stepped forward to talk about it in her own personal journey as well. Gwen, welcome to Film School Radio. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for this film. It is in the film a little bit, uh, but I want to explore a little more in terms of your decision to move forward with this as a film to tell your story. Talk a little bit about what came about. It's a great question. It was definitely as you as you can probably imagine if you've seen it. It was a process that didn't it wasn't overnight that I made that decision. Uh, and so the way it started was actually that I decided I wanted to make a film on the subject of sexual abuse. Uh, actually also encouraged by my husband because I was looking for a next topic. Um, and he said, gosh, you have, you just have a different angle on this one. You can really help people because you understand it. Uh, and so he convinced me that this was a good, a good topic to, to tackle, uh, which I, which I felt good about, but a little bit scared. Uh, and then as I started to do research for the film and I spoke with a lot of experts and psychologists and other survivors and the word grooming kept coming up. Uh, and I hadn't heard that before. And when I looked it up, it had such a profound impact on me as a, uh, as a survivor and also just as a person, frankly, that ultimately a couple months after that, I decided this is actually, I think this is the story because I was still looking for the angle. Uh, what is it that people should really know? And I thought this is what people should really know because I feel so different now knowing how this works. And that's when uh, my, my uh, producer, Bill Gutentag, actually said, well, it feels like there's a lot changing in you. Why don't you switch on the camera and start following your own process? And you can always cut it out. You know, you can always still just feature other people or, or you know, look for a different angle. But why don't we try it? And the fact that I could always cut it out is what I think gave me comfort to uh, to, to start um, documenting my journey. Well, as you were reading about this grooming because in the film and it's in your case as well as in the in the, the case of other women in the film and and a man who is featured in the film as well there's these sort of things that trigger uh memories trigger emotions trigger physical reactions yeah was that a part of what you were when you started to hear about grooming and the implications that it had in your life it was that something that um yeah, it was maybe a little different. I think it was because I do often, you know, have those triggers when I smell his cologne or, you know, there's there's other triggers that, that lead to exactly that response. 
this was a little different. This was me reading an article. Uh, it was an article by Jim Tanner on, on grooming and how it works step by step. And I just felt like suddenly everything fell into place. Yeah. Uh, and I had always thought, you know, he is not a bad guy. He made a mistake with me. He would never do this again. And it's the article that made me realize, actually, this is exactly uh, what he wanted to happen. He wanted me to be confused. Uh, and that's why that, that tactic is so effective. So it's more that it's, uh, I, I remember actually 10 minutes after reading that article, uh, I, uh, I went into my husband's office and I said, I, I think I might need to report. And he said, what? Because <laughs> of course he'd been trying to, you know, not convince me to do that, but at least the conversation had definitely come up. Like, wouldn't that be an important step to take? And I had never even considered it. I'd always been very much against taking that step. And this had such a profound impact that very quickly it, 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 it changed that. And then of course I went back and forth on it a hundred more times, but yeah, it, it, that's kind of the impact it had. Well, we see some of that in the film, and it's again this film. Uh, in addition to the fact that this is such a an important issue, I feel weird to say issue that that way. It doesn't <laughs> feel like that's the appropriate word, but it is something that is happening. Um, I mean, it's a huge problem in in our society and yeah. societies around the world. And grooming isn't not always the uh, a predicate to sexual abuse, as you suffered. Yeah, um, uh, but but it is often the case, and it so very for, often. Yeah, so for you to shine a light on this particular part of sexual abuse, sexual assault, sexual sexual crime, really, as a uh, then that this is again, and your 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 journey uh, pulls us into the film, uh, and then we we also meet with other, we hear from other uh, victims in in the course of the film, groomed. What was that process like to reach out to different people to find out their story? How did that take? Yeah, place? it was powerful. It was something that I, I think I needed, but I didn't know I needed it until <laughs> after I had the conversations. And a couple of things that I noticed is the, the first one was just the universality of grooming, of exactly what it looks like, because I would talk to people with extremely different contexts. Like there is another survivor in the film. Keith, who was, first of all, he's male. He was abused in a church setting, completely different circumstances. And still it was to a T the same, the same process. And even uh, we, we would talk about things like, oh, you know, I had this conversation with my parents uh, when they asked me if something was going on. And we would literally have had the same conversation. It was so strange. And the, the examples of, of what the abusers used to, to kind of build that relationships, the letters, the, the words that they would use, the, the gifts that they would give to it. It was really quite astounding just how similar it was across the world. That same thing happened with, uh, with the other, uh, other survivors. So not just the, the grooming tactic, but also the response that people had to it and the, those feelings of confusion that came about as a result uh, were very similar. So I think that's, that was helpful. Uh, because it's much easier to look at somebody else's story and say, oh, well, clearly that's wrong. Clearly that's not okay. Then to look at your own story. And that's what happened all the time. We would talk to each other and uh, we would say, no, of course, of course you shouldn't feel guilty. And of course he is wrong. And of course this is what happens. But then when we talked about our own story, we would feel doubt again. Uh, and that's because of that, the impact that grooming has on your, uh, on your mind. And as part of the film, we see you talking with your own family about what happened, kind of going back to that that time. And this happened to you 
uh, right around the time you were 11 or 12, 13 in that general time frame. Yeah, that's, that's about right. Yeah. And the thing about this and the thing that these these predators understand is that this is also time in your life when you're beginning to become more and more aware of a sexual, your the sexual part of your personality, your body is changing. There's so many questions that most people have about what's happening to them. Yeah. And, and, and into this, into this part of oftentimes into this part of people's lives comes someone who takes advantage of that, of that uncertainty or awkwardness, right? Is that? For sure. It's that awkwardness, but it's also just, you know, every child that I've ever met wants to be older than they are, right? They all kind of want to be an adult. And that's a tactic that groomers use very frequently is they will say, oh, you know, I know you're 12, but I can see the adult in you. I can see that you're actually already 18. And, and so they start giving you a mature gift. So for example, a little girl would get perfume or makeup, uh, things that really stand for womanhood. With boys, it's often about cars and again, things that are symbols of, of adulthood uh, because every child wants to be seen uh, as, a, as an adult. And so it's a very effective tactic that they, that they play into. And then yes, on top of that, there is that awkwardness and, and your own questions about sexuality, but it's more uh, the wanting to be an adult and really just having some kind of vulnerability in your life. So whether it's, you know, you're, you might be going through, parents might be going through a divorce, maybe you're bullied in school. It's, yeah. it's often situations like that, that make a child uh, very groomable, so to speak. I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Gwen Vandepas. She's the director and producer of a documentary film called Groomed. And it is going to be screening, premiering on the Discovery Network. Is it Discovery Network Plus, I believe? Is yeah, it's, it's called Discovery Plus. It's Discovery's uh, new streaming service. Yes. And you should check this out. Uh, and in addition to what we've been talking about, the film also has these five, I believe, five different characteristics of the grooming process. Yeah. And and when you read through them, I mean, it, it's... Uh, there's the words are sort of fail me because I feel like I don't want to give credibility to something I'm going to, about to say here, but you can you can see this sophistication in yeah. the in in the in this process. Is that again correct me or help me with the right words for this? But it I mean it's so sinister is another word yeah. to use as well. I guess those yeah. Two. Is that no for sure? And it, it's it's something that I've spoken to a lot of experts about as well. Like how aware is the groomer uh, about the process that they're that they're following right and and then nobody really knows the exact answer but what i'm hearing most often is the first time it happens people kind of instinctively know how to do this and how to manipulate it's similar if you look at uh, abusive relationships you see that the pattern is very often the same between the man and the woman uh, even though nobody has read a handbook on you know how to be uh, an abusive husband, you know, but, but there's patterns that are kind of ingrained in, in our minds on how to manipulate and how to get what you want. So a lot of the time it starts with an offender not really being that aware of it, uh, but then as it 
uh, becomes more frequent and as they uh, have more victims, they can start to refine. Not, not always. Uh, some people might never know about grooming. But uh, what you do here is that they get more refined. They look into it. There's actually uh, a handbook out there that's like 300 pages on how to effectively groom a child, uh, which is extremely disturbing. And so, the, yeah, you do hear that they try and uh, get better at it over time and more sophisticated. Well, in some ways, again, such a w- awkward th- conversation to be having with anybody. But in some ways, grooming conf- is 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 causes this confusion in the victim. Yeah, it's also a more uh, it, instead of a sexual assault, which is you know obviously a physical and psychological and sexual crime. But with this grooming, it would embed this person in someone's psychology that would create this level of, as you describe in, in, the, in your journey and in the film, the, that is, was it wrong? Was it part, was yeah. I somehow, you know, uh, uh, a part of this? Well, it, it creates that, that confusion, which again, uh, allows this person to, to continue to perpetrate this crime. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's exactly right. It really is a very effective method, unfortunately, to keep the victim quiet over time, uh, because it is exactly like you're saying. A lot of the time, there's a can be a pretty long journey of grooming before anything physical even happened. I think in my case, it's tough to remember the exact timelines, but in my memory, it was almost a year, I think, of just building that relationship before anything happened. But when that did happen, I was completely uh, in his control. And so I, and, and that's also something that they do. They start with little secrets. You know, they might give you a Diet Coke when you're not supposed to after dinner. And then they kind of want to see if you're going to tell your parents. The little innocent lie like that. And then they kind of build up the seriousness of those of those secrets between the two of you until at some point, you know, uh, they're just never going to talk. Uh, and I can literally do whatever I want. And this person will be loyal to me. Thank you for for bringing your family into this process. I know it must have been uh, difficult for them. Uh, there are some difficult conversations in the course of the film uh, with them about what happened, what could have been done, other just things that uh, you, you give them the space to be able to, to talk openly about it. And my, yeah. my, my hat's off to them. And But again, this lends this film groomed the depth and breadth that I think really has an impact because now others who are watching this can understand why it's important to have these awkward and sometimes difficult conversations. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's it definitely, it was incredibly difficult for my family and I'm very grateful to them because of course this was my dream, right? To make, to make this film and to make an impact in this area and to tell the world about grooming. That's what I wanted. But for them, you know, that wasn't necessarily their choice. And of course I asked them and they would, they were comfortable because they trusted me and it was good that I was the director. So they knew that I would, you know, listen to, to, to what they wanted or wouldn't want into the, in the film. Uh, but it was extremely difficult for them and it still is. And now with the film coming out, it's, it's nerve wracking for all of us. And I think very much also for my parents. Well, I don't want to give too much away in terms of you and what happened with your, the perpetrator of the, of the crime against you, but it is a part of the film is what happened in your case is unfortunately what happens in a lot of cases of sexual abuse in terms of justice being done 
yeah for sure it's 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 often not done uh often right. even when there is uh, evidence which in my case there is there is evidence and still uh, it's very difficult to to get to uh, uh to a conviction and i think one of the one of the biggest learnings i've had uh, maybe the biggest learning i've had is that i don't need the legal process to be successful in order to heal. Uh, I think I used to think that. I used to think if I'm not validated by uh, the cops or, or by the legal system, then you know I can't get better, I can't feel better. And now I've, I've learned that those things are separate and, and, and you should really try to separate them. And so if nobody believes you or uh, you're not getting the answer that you would look for, or maybe the case has expired because of, of statute of limitations, it doesn't mean that you can't feel a whole lot better uh, and, and really start to understand what happened uh, and, and the fact that you had no, no part in this. You know, the reason that you were uh, silent for so long is that grooming process. So I, I think it's a really important one for me to, uh, to keep telling myself when, when things are tricky on the legal side that, yes, it would be, uh, it would be good uh, if, that, if, if that all uh, plays out well, but it's much more important that I work on myself. I think your instincts were right. And, the, and we see that with you, what your journey ha- is in the film, but we also see it in the journey of the, uh, some of the other people who have been on, who have been victims of this in the yeah. film as you, as they drop in and out of the film in terms of what they're talking about, where they are at, it's good to see those other, other women and that, and, and, and man, Keith, uh, talk about it in ways that are very similar, but also they're very unique to them in terms of yeah. the story. I will say one last thing about all of this. And that is, I also sense, I can't speak for the Netherlands, but I can speak for the United States. There is an institutional resistance on the part of law enforcement to go after sex crimes because here, because as one example of that is rape cases and the rape kits that have gone Mm -hmm. uninvestigated here in the United States in the hundreds of thousands. There's just a sort of a, I don't know if it's resistance or, or what it is, but there's doesn't seem to, they don't, police departments don't seem to prioritize sex. And I think that's beginning to change. Maybe it is changing, but it, boy, it seems like a long, long ways away from being. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely unfortunate. And I think you're right, Mike. And I think that's true globally. Uh, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not a cop, uh, but I think part of the issue is that a lot of the time it is very difficult to prove. Uh, and so there's kind of this blanket statement of, oh, you know, it's very hard to get to a conviction. So why would we try? I don't know. That, that's kind of my, my sense. But I must say, I spoke at a conference last year with um, uh, the audience being all law enforcement and judges and social workers, people who really work with people like myself who are going through this process. And I must say that it was extremely powerful to have conversations with them because I think what, what I heard a lot was them saying, gosh, we never see this part of it. We never see what it takes a victim or a survivor to go through uh, before they're sitting in that chair reporting. Uh, that that inner struggle that happens privately, you never see. And so they actually said, you know, watching this film, I'm going to do better. 
that's another thing that we want to uh, really accomplish here. It's an audience that I never thought of when I started making this film, but it's uh, it's become an important audience for me uh, is, is to make sure that people understand the role that they have in getting that 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 person from victimhood to, to survivors uh, to survivorship uh, and, and and really, you know, help them and validate them. Uh, and, and and do right by them. So hopefully that's uh, hopefully we can help a tiny little bit in uh, in that change that definitely needs to happen. Well, forgive me for being a little bit um, cynical on this. I think it is changing <laughs> a little bit. I mean, I do think there are change, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that women are are becoming uh, slowly but surely becoming more a part of the. Uh, law enforcement community, not to the degree that they should be, but they're, 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 we're making progress around the country. This is mostly a male-dominated area of our society. And all you have to do is look at the military, uh, college campuses. Uh, there have been a number of really good documentaries about sexual assault and the resistance on the part of those institutions to even yeah. get into it. So we're making progress. And a film like Groomed is certainly another um, opportunity for people to be educated about this, but it, unfortunately, we're nowhere near where we need to be in terms of sexual assault, sexual crimes. In terms, I of, fully agree. Yeah. Fully agree with you, Mike. It's yeah. uh, it's 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 painful to see how strong some of those institutions are, uh, and and how little is changing. But I I do want to be positive and see <laughs> uh, what we can do. But yes, no, I I'm with you on that one. I agree. I well, thank you. Well, thank you. And the, the films like Groomed is, is an, as I said, an opportunity for people to better understand exactly what's happening. And the fact that you took this personal journey to be our guide, to be someone who we can understand and relate to and see through your journey, what we need to do. And I really appreciate it. And I think the film is, it's wonderful. It's well done. Uh, the film again is called Groomed and it is going to be screening uh, starting on March 18th on Discovery Plus, which is their streaming service. And they have a lot of great programming on Discovery. So this is another example of that. And we've been talking with the producer and the director of the film, and that would be Gwen Vandepas. Gwen, thank you so much for being here on Film School Radio. Thank you so much for the, for the opportunity, Mike. I really enjoyed the conversation. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.